who's better when they're when they're at their best it's actually like kind of a toss-up and i think it actually might be the celtics the problem is the celtics you know, like you know sean texted a couple he texted either i don't remember who like in what chat or whatever but it was like man like why can't you guys just be consistent like you guys are so good <laughs> and you're consistent and when we're not we look like absolute dog water like What is going on, everyone? Welcome back. Triple Threat on the Hill. New episode. We got the whole squad back. We got me, Daniel. We got Sean and Kelvin. Everyone's back. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Finna, you know, slip up. Finna, finna hop in some, you know, Sean Gussie. Because Sean's back. So I'm hype. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're hype. We're hype. That'd be fun. Right, yes, sir. Damn, y'all just be letting me say anything. <laughs> hey, well, I'm like thinking speech, about what I'm gonna speech. say. And yeah. then you're just like, oh, every, we'll help you I, I feel like every, every time, like I, I'm like, how are we doing? And then Kelvin comes up with the most random ass shit I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life, and John just pauses and goes, "I'm pretty well." <laughs> what do I say now? What do I do yeah. now? Sean just takes it. it. <laughs> Sean's like, "All right, fuck it, that's how we're rocking." <laughs> But yes, sir, Sean we, uh, was right. We are in the end game now. NBA Finals. This is like our expertise right here. You know, we love talking NFL and NBA. But I think the NBA Finals, remember last year with the Milwaukee, Kelvin with the correct pick. When you were the one who picked Milwaukee, correct? Yep. I think we, the other, uh, we were on the Suns, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. So, correct pick. Let's see if you can match the magic this year. So, Kelvin... We are going to start with NBA Finals preview. I'm leaving it up to you guys. Where do we want to start? Advantages, disadvantages, you know, X factors, how the teams, you know, got what was the important factors and how they got here. Where do we want to start? I think uh, we can just maybe do like a review of the teams, just like important factors. Like how do, how do these teams run? And then what we can do, right? We go from how they run. We can go to how they're good again, right? Like advantages, of course, that kind of goes together. But then we go to disadvantages because then it's like spooky because then we start talking about like the, you know, our uh, predictions. I love when people give predictions right after they're like, I don't know, man, this is a bad part of the team. <laughs> so now you're like, I don't know who to pick, you know? Word, word. That's a very good point. So we're going to start with, I guess we'll start with, we'll start with the team that got there first. We'll start with Golden State. Of course, they got the big three. You know, played 11 minutes in the regular season. Now, kind of unstoppable. Easy path, you know, pretty easy path to get here. Beat um, Denver, I want to say, in five. Uh, Memphis in six without John in, in a few of those games. And then they beat the Mavs pretty easily in five. So they're here, of course, Curry. Thompson, yep. Gary Payton, looks like he's healthy and ready to go for game one. Of course, they got Looney down low, uh, Otto Porter, Toscano Anderson, a lot of bench pieces. Um I don't know where, where John. You know, you did a lot of research coming in. Tell us a little bit about Golden State. Well, you know, they're back. They're back to the winning ways. It seems after a few years of missing the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just good. Curry's been pretty pretty solid throughout the playoffs. Yeah, Clay's been back. Clay's been shooting the ball really well. Um, yeah, it really comes down to that big three that you were talking about. Um, but now it's their bench. They're back to the. It's old, the old heads with the youth movement. Jordan Poole, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Actually, yeah, actually the most improved player this year, I could say for sure. Um, beast enough in playoff time. 
Um, he's been dropping like what, like twenty a game in the playoffs, something like that. So yeah, he was better early, earlier in the playoffs, but still really good overall. Um, and they got like Kevon Looney. He's still there. He's pretty good. Yep, Kevon Looney, uh, bro. <laughs> he's nice. He's nice. Yeah, he's he nice. nice. Kevon Looney, bro. Like <laughs> someone told me, uh, either Kevon Looney plays like, um dog water and you can't you can't put him out there or he's the next coming of like uh andre drummond <laughs> like <laughs> like a defending andre drummond and i agree <laughs> there's just like there, there's a, a rough in between there yeah and then um yeah and andrew wiggins too he's kind of like that as well Don't forget andrew wiggins are getting a lot of clout a lot of clout <laughs> for right, apparently uh, shutting down luca in the in the conference yeah. final he, he did not shut down Lucas. <laughs> I saw this stat the other day. Lucas shot fifty percent on Andrew Wiggins. That's not shutting you out, but they were able to mitigate everybody else. Reggie Bullock shot over ten from three one game. Like God, I man. see what you mean, but the, what I'm interested in is the uh, the the teenagers on the Warriors. Both Kaminga and Mo, oh, I don't know if Moses Moody's twenty yet, but those two have been getting a little bit more minutes. Especially I saw Moody play like some crunch time minutes against the Mavericks. I think the Celtics are – I don't know if they're going to do that in the finals. The Celtics are really sharp defensively. But it, it, I feel like every game one of the NBA finals has, like, a guy go for 20 who you yep. never expect. I'm thinking yep. Sean Livingston. I'm th- well, I guess Siakam hasn't quite, like, burst onto the scene. But every year there's, like, game one hero. And, um, I, you know, those guys are very good. Like Sean said, with the young talent, I'm interested to see if any of those guys are able to step up. Because they're going to need everything. Both teams are going to need everything. It's a very evenly matched series. Yeah, the bench is pretty random. It's just kind of like whoever Steve Kerr's feeling for the night. Whoever, uh, I don't know, have given the best uh, pump-up speech or, or you know, was <laughs> looking at him the most in, in, during, in, during his pregame routine or something. Exactly. He just decides to throw out there. He's like, oh, Gary Payton, yeah, you know, you, you could play 30 minutes today. <laughs> oh, Gary Payton, you, you broke your elbow. All right, back to five minutes. Back to five. All right, yeah. all right, Kaminga, twenty-five minutes for you today. Like, you know? yeah, it's like Steve Kerr wakes up. He's like, you know, I really think Moody has that dog in him today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Moody today. Oh, that's a bar. Hold up. <laughs> and they got Damian Lee, Bealisa Porter. They just got like so many people on the bench that just will randomly come in and give you minutes. This is, this is gonna, this is gonna be a good series. I mean, but it all boils down to, not all boils down to, but I watch when I watch Warriors basketball. Nothing defined Warriors basketball more than missing a three, getting the offensive rebound, and kicking it back out for a three that just like breaks your heart because it just shouldn't happen. And yeah. but they're they're always on the glass. I feel like they're all, they always get nice bounces off the glass. And obviously with motion offense, the Celtics more more like ball oriented creating you know creating for yourself whereas the warriors are motion offense they, they basically i know kevon Lee is a big guy but they basically run kind of like it's like it's like a four one four out one in and and they just swing the ball around and around so their their ball motion is, is really um has been really key for them and throughout their whole run uh, you know since 2015 yeah i agree with what daniel was saying it's pretty much the same style the same warriors that we've seen maybe like the Walmart version compared to some of the death teams that we've seen in the past few years. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about Boston. What what got them yeah. here? Daniel did not believe in this team. 
He thought they were going to lose to I Milwaukee mean, and the Heat, and somehow they're in the finals. Uh, I never said that. I never said they're going to lose. I just was. I was just like, I'm not. I'm not picking the series. I'm not. I'm not I, I'll, I'll, I'll pick this. You, I'll pick this one. Yeah, I'm happy you, they got him. But go ahead. That was good. I was just saying he was bracing himself for disappointment. <laughs> yes, that's what, <laughs> that's you, what you, you guys do. You guys do that all the time. Well, he's yeah, like, we're for the <laughs> Eagles, man. We're for the Eagles. Different. Eagles? Yeah, I know. That, that's fair. That's fair. But why did the Celtics get here? Two words. Jason and Jalen. <laughs> Offensively, at least. Of course, Jason Tatum and, 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 and Jalen Brown. I was one of those guys in you know November, December saying, you know, maybe they can't work together, maybe it's not right. And then you know, RJ Barrett hit the buzzer beater on us, and you know, that was probably rock bottom. Two days later, we we the, the Knicks only scored, I think it was like 70-something points. And from there we took off best record in the league. It was like 28 and 7 in the last 35, swept dumbass Kyrie and, 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 and Durant <laughs> and the and, and the Nets, and then great series against against the Bucks. Um, and then the Heat, just a, a classic series. Injuries both ways. Yep. Probably the, the most physical series I've ever watched the Celtics play. Like, that was just, like, like bang, people banging against each other. The refs calling way too many fouls, especially in game six. So it was pissing me off. But I, I will say that the one thing about this series that I think is going to be different than the last series, like what I just said, the physicality aspect. I don't think it's going to be as physical. I don't want to see as many fouls as there were. Um, I do think it's going to be lower scoring. Because both these teams' defenses are excellent. Celtics were number one d- defensively. I think Warriors were top three. I think they were third. I, I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me. But both teams are top five defensive. Uh, you know, de- in um, net defensive rating. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so it's it, it, the Celtics do have the advantage down low with with Horford, especially with Robert Williams. I don't know how Mooney's going to stay with him, but of course he's not um, at a hundred percent. Every other game he's out because of knee soreness, which is so annoying. Um, but when he's mm-hmm. in the game, he definitely makes the team a lot better. Um, and you know, when he's not there and when Tice has to play, I just want to shoot myself <laughs> because he is so, he's so hard to watch. <laughs> I love watching Daniel Tice play for the Celtics. He's so bad. He's so he's, he's great until you get to like second round of the playoffs, and it's like okay, like these guys are way too good for you. That is true. That is true. Yes. <laughs> Wants to, anybody else want to respond to that? You want me to keep going? I mean, yeah. I mean, Daniel Tice played for the Rockets this year. I mean, yeah, it okay. wasn't too fun to watch. <laughs> um, what are some advantages we think each team has? How about we start with that, and then we can talk about you know what's ten about them, like Kelvin was saying. Well, I kind of just said the, the advantage down low um, uh, for the Celtics. And also for the Celtics is that they play the Warriors really well. I want to say they've won like five of their last seven or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. they broke the Warriors' big streak in 2016 in Golden State. We play, we play really well in Golden State. I think Marcus Smart is undefeated when he plays against the Warriors. Um, so there's that. I mean, everything kind of gets thrown out when you play in the, you know, in the, the big stage like this, but the Celtics have played the Warriors really well. Uh, the best record, I think, for any team against Golden State since Curry uh, and Thompson and Green joined the team. So those are two things I thought of, but as far as Golden State, I'll let you guys take that. That was shooting. Yeah, the first thing <laughs> that just comes to mind is, is shooting and experience. Yeah. Because even though Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have a lot of game sevens under their belt, you know, NBA Finals, it's corny, but of course, 
it's it's a different animal. It's about digging in, right? Even after you've played three series and trying to push through, you know, against all adversity again and like just finding that final charge as well. So I think, you know, for, for Golden State, it'd be, you know, experience even on the coaching side, even though, you know, Ime Udoka has an amazing job. Uh, it'd be experience shooting. And then, um, <laughs> what else star do we power. think would be an advantage for them? Well, star yeah, star power, power, too. Actually, you know? well, they have the best player in the series. They do have the best player. I don't want to argue that. Yeah. Yeah, that's – no, I'm not arguing that. Until proven um, otherwise. I will say Curry in the NBA Finals, not as good as he is in other series, but that's because he gets doubled. I mean, you saw the Draymond Green tweet and then Kevin Durant back and forth. Curry bit was doubled in the 2018 Finals. It was like 70-plus times or something. Like, they're going to – we're going to make sure he doesn't beat us. That is, that, that is a good point. Yeah, I think that's about. I, mean, I think you guys covered it there. That's that's pretty good. I mean, it's hard I to mean, identify, like, I would say strengths for either team because Daniel was saying, you know, they're pretty evenly matched. It's kind of right. hard. It's kind of hard to say who has more talent. Maybe the Celtics have a little bit more talent. Right. Uh-huh. I think. But, uh, yeah, I think for the Celtics, it's just interesting because for the Warriors, you have less of the. You have, you, you have explosion, right, with your best players, with a pool, with a Curry, with a Thompson. That's you are in you are in trouble. You are in the shark waters, right? If a Curry or a Thompson gets going, um, and they really bank on like either explosion or or steadiness. For for Boston, it's kind of like it's definitely a team effort in some ways because you will have your guys go off, but there's going to be a game. It seems like per, per series where there's a Tatum stinker, right? Or maybe Jalen Brown has a stinker. Marcus Smart's going to have two. <laughs> so for Boston, I have to feel like there's a, a, a cohesion in a way of where like, look, don't keep your head down. Someone's going to pick it up for you. And for Golden State, it's just like that. I might go boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying? It's like just wait yeah. until one guy. It's like three threes in a row. No, that's definitely by fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think the advantage too is just that the Celtics have experienced just these last few play, like these last few series with okay, our best guy we know is is, uh, Jason Seema. Our best guy is not doing it today. Where can we go? And that's you know Mm. great experience to have. Of course, you don't want Jason to do that in the finals. but it's still it's still very good, and then they were able to do this with like you said, Daniel, in and out Robert Williams, which I think just having him for that that's an advantage because you you're preparing yourself for the future if he's hurt again, but you also have had minutes with him in and you've dominated with him in. No, uh, yeah, I was I, as you were saying that I was just thinking like it's kind of an age old question. The Warriors got here, they got a whole week. I think Game Five was on a Thursday. So they got a whole week of rest, whereas the Celtics only got a few days of rest. It's like, you know, the Celtics are more battle-tested for sure, really physical series, whereas the Warriors got more rest. It's like, is too much rest going to hurt you and, and rust, yeah. you know, be rusty in game one, or is it going to really be helpful in the Celtics are the ones that are, you know, aching? Um, but for me with the Celtics, um, two guys I think need to step up offensively are, I mean, they played really, this, this guy played really well in the last couple of games of the series, Derek White. He's going to need to be a scorer. And then Grant Williams needs to shoot better than he did against the Miami, but not as well as he did against Milwaukee. But he's going to have to score because when that game tightened up in game seven, you saw both Brown and Tatum 
do their work. Uh, Brown, well, Brown wasn't great in the fourth quarter, but Tatum was, was pretty good. But, you know, no one else was looking to score. It would, they were just kind of like, you know, when they were up 13, they were kind of passing around. And Marcus Smart's like, okay, I'll take a three. And then, of course, he breaks it. <laughs> and, and, and so when the game gets tight, you know the Warriors are going to have at least two guys, Curry and Thompson, that are able to put up a shot whenever um, so the Celtics need someone other than Tatum and Brown to be able to take that shot late if, if they create off the dribble. Um, so I'm hoping that, that Grant can shoot a little better than he did in the Miami series and not complain about a foul every five seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And I think that's another advantage for the Warriors because the Celtics kind of fumble a little bit in crunch time. Oh, yeah. They, they're a little lost on offense. It seems like they take forever just to like start the offense. And then once they get the ball in Tatum's hands with like five seconds left, he gets doubled. And then it just all sorts of craziness. Whereas the Warriors, they just kind of, you know, run their action. They know what they want to get into. Or it seems like the Celtics, I don't know if they know or if they just like get tired. I don't know. <laughs> when you, you guys almost blew game seven because of that. I guess oh, yeah. 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 Lack, go, I'll just say one thing really quick. But lack of, lack of close games. They haven't played a lot of like close games that they want. Go ahead, Calvin. Yeah, I'll just say, like, to me, it's, that's, that kind of speaks to, like, navigating traffic on the court in those, like you said, Sean, like, when you're tired, navigating traffic and, like, trying to get everyone in the right spot or trying to be on the same page, it's something that we, we see is an advantage for the Warriors, right? Been through it so much. They have a really just two-point guards out there at uh, all times. Uh, in crunch time with, you know, a Draymond and a Steph directing people because if, if Draymond shouts at me bro I'm going to the corner <laughs> if <laughs> if Steph is telling me to 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 go to the dunker spot I'm going into the dunker spot I I am listening to them completely you know what I mean yeah unless you're KD unless unless you're KD because yeah I'm not gonna argue you know what I mean like there, there's a there's different you know factors on each team but there, there's you feel like for the Warriors they're gonna be on on the same page right exactly a good point. Um, anything else with the with the finals? Of course, game one's gonna be uh, so it's gonna be Thursday. I'm I'm guessing we're gonna release this as soon as possible. So tonight um, at 9 p.m. In, in San Francisco. So first two, of course, in San Francisco, then two in Boston. Game five in Golden State, and then six in Boston, and then game seven would be Sunday the 19th. If it would get there, should we? Make any predictions? Is there any other caveats or any? Oh, I have a good question. I have a good question for you guys about the Warriors. Yeah, of course they went on their run, absurd run, and made what five finals in a row, right? Fifteen through nineteen, won three of the five. Um, the fact that they got here this year, losing Durant with an older, um, with an older Curry and older Draymond, uh, older Clay Thompson, who came off two huge injuries, is this like? To you, is it more impressive for the Warriors, or is it like, wow, like the rest of the West like really fumbled the bag by not like taking <laughs> out this Warriors team? Like, which one do you think yeah. it is more? I was thinking that too, right? Like, is this kind of like what parody is supposed to look like in the NBA, <laughs> or just people not that great? Yeah, I, mean. I don't know. Right, I think I think it's a mixture of injuries because uh, I think the West is great, but we didn't get to see a full force Clippers. You're not gonna see a full force Denver. I feel like if Denver was full force, they would have been a huge sleeper. They would not have been matched up with uh, Golden State to play. So I think it's just uh, this year a bit of weakness, but also 
Golden State had had a, had a had a good amount of luck. They're they're a great team, but they also had a good amount of luck. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, we also had. I don't know. Did someone sleep with like Kylie Jenner before the Suns like last game or <laughs> nice. something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that was just a historic collapse. No, it was just because he's dating like Kendall. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Kendall. But yeah, it's the like Kardashian curse. I mean, Kevin and I talked about this last time. It's just it's it's insane how bad performance that was. We, you know, if you didn't catch our last episode, you you have to catch yeah. that. We talked all in depth about that epic collapse by the uh, Phoenix Suns. I don't even. I don't know if they beat Golden State though. I actually don't. The way they were playing at the end of that series, I don't know if they would have beat them. Would have given them a tougher match than the Mavericks, but I don't think they would have won. I think yeah, Golden State yeah. played really well that in the in the conference finals. Andrew Wiggins, namely, uh, with some of those dunks were ridiculous. Right. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, I feel like this is this might be what it looks like a little bit without a true super team in the mix, you know what I mean? Right. Like, if there's not just one dominant or two, like, dominant super teams, it looks it looks pretty, I don't know, yeah. kind of even or kind of wide open. And this is what happens, where we kind of not rode off the Warriors before the playoffs, but none of us really picked them to go to the finals, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of us are like, uh, it is kind of open, but they're just kind of there. And now they're in the finals. We're like, oh. Dang, guess we messed that up. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like where the league's at right now. You have a bunch of young uh, you have a bunch of young superstars who are trying to carry their teams. And then, like Sean said, there's not really a super team. Like, like in the East, there's Giannis and Embiid, and there's Trey, like Trey, if he can maybe get a little more help. And there, but there's a lot of young talent. There's not one team in either league, to me, you know, fuck Brooklyn. They, they don't count. They're not. They're gonna be gone next year. <laughs> oh God um, damn! No, I'm not kidding. They're, they're not. I mean, you saw. You see the reports, right? I don't know. I don't know. If they're not good reports. They're gonna either. have their yeah. And then I don't know if I'm. I'm. You know, if I'm missing anyone. But and then in the West, Luca and Jokic. There's just a lot of young superstar talent with teams around them that aren't amazing but could get better. I just. I, I know. I kind of. I kind of like it better than what we saw four or five years ago with that Warriors team. It just, like, was it wasn't even fun. Like, it was just, like, we knew who's going to win. It's just about how much. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we're in a great spot. Uh, it's also good because I feel like the older guys are acknowledging that the skill level in the league is just ridiculous <laughs> for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, there's now there's more respect flowing into, and we're just going to keep getting ridiculous, you know, seven-footers who dribble, dunk, uh, hopefully we get less moving screens and less offensive fouls from people on offense. <laughs> not, I'm Last not seconds. going at people like you think I might, but I am going at <laughs> Milwaukee and Miami. Uh, so, uh, you know, I agree with you. I, I think we're in a good spot. The international phase of the game has been insane too. I hope that keeps growing, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for this series. Uh, I think, um, Moving into predictions, I really think that uh, there's a, there's there's in my head, I'm kind of uh, excited because I want Jason Tatum to be the best player in the series. Can he do that? Yes, but being the best player in the series means you know being the best player as consistent as possible, and 
he's almost like right there. Like we know it's a scene. We know he's the alpha, right? He leads on both both ends of the court. For me, if Jason Tatum is the best player, we won't see a game six clay. This could end in five for Boston. But Ooh. Ooh. Jason Tatum is not the best player, and we see a game six clay, then for me, it's a toss-up <laughs> in, in the seventh game, honestly. Because that's, that, that's just how I feel about the the supporting cast. Because I like the explosive factor of Golden State. And Golden State, when they explode, they confuse the other team. They're like, oh, my God, we're frustrated. Then they start playing bad on the offensive side of the ball. But I think Boston just, you know, when they win, it's, it's a team. It's a, it's a together thing. You have more X factors in a way. Uh, so I like Boston more. But if if – if Seth Curry can assert himself as a best player, then I, I think it's going to be a seven-game series and it's going to be a toss-up, and I can't really tell you who's going to win. All right, let me ask you this. Who has more legacy on the line? That's a great, is it, that's a great question. For player uh, and for team. Yeah. Well, I don't know. For team, it seems like the Celtics do have more on the line. But for player, like yeah. Curry or Tatum, yeah. I've seen some people say Andrew Wiggins. Oh, that's Cap. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let my man Andrew breathe. <laughs> hey, we should be happy that he uh, he rebounded his career to this. But uh, I think that on the line, I feel like it's tough. Because for Tatum, it's like you want to be able to get back. And we know the, the core that this is set up to be for Boston, right? They're ridiculous. Uh, and they're only going to keep getting better. Jason is, is what, 24 you know, he's, he's in that range. He's, he's still extremely young. So I think there's more for Steph because if Steph is able to, you know, win this and finally get a finals MVP, because we don't, we still don't know how many more years they're going to have in the finals or sure. The contention, the window for, for contending looks very large at the moment, but you, you just don't know year to year. You know what I mean? You can lose it that fast in professional sports. So I think for Steph, if he's able to get a finals MVP, if he's able to, be the best player in this series, you know, will his team to win against who I think, I think Boston's better than Golden State, then that's huge for his legacy. He's going to, he's going to start scratching into people's, you know, people's top, whatever list. And, yeah, and right. I think he that's going to be really fun. Top 10. Oh, you think top 10? I think so. Cause yeah. he'd be, he'd right. be what? He'd be up there with four, four, four championships. Yep. Yeah. So he'd be up there with like Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, like those guys. But for Daniel, like you know, Daniel, Daniel he's in Boston. Like, what? What would here. a ring make for Tatum? What would a ring for Tatum oh. mean for you guys? Like, would Tatum be like higher than Paul Pierce? Like, where where would he uh, rank there? So oh, that's a good question. I'm I'm thinking about like what I had, I, I thought it from a different perspective because maybe this is better like fo- football wise. I'm thinking like Dan Marino, but as far as if you make it, you know, when when you're young and you don't win, sometimes you find these players never make it back. For whatever reason, right. there is like I know Calvin saying like, oh, they're really young and you know they got plenty of years left. We kind of just write it off, and for whatever reason, they just don't make it back. So to get here and not win would kind of be a catastrophe. You never know what what mood or you know spirits. Tatum or Brown might be in if they don't win the series, if things don't turn out well next year and they start out bad, like you, you don't exactly know what's going to happen. But as far as if they do end up winning, I mean, it depends on how the series goes. But if like Tatum 
dominates, if Brown dominates and wins finals MVP, like, I, I don't know. Pierce is really, people love Pierce around here, but there's a, there's a huge recency bias. They might, what would I, what would I do if the Celtics won? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big into that stuff, but Where's I would the say. Polls? I would I would definitely think that at such a young age, yeah, Tatum would, would pass Pierce in terms of like accomplishments at this age because he has so much of his career left. Right. But um but yeah, I, yeah, but if they don't win the steal, like I I thought like if you didn't beat Miami that's a huge L because that would be what four straight conference finals losses. I thought they were way better than Miami. Um, but for me, it just comes down to consistency. Like Kelvin said, like, like if you, who's better when they're, when they're at their best, it's actually like kind of a toss up. And I think it actually might be the Celtics. The problem is the Celtics, you know, like, you know, Sean texted a couple, they texted either. I don't remember who like in what chat or whatever, but it was like, Man, like, why can't you guys just be consistent? Like, you guys are so good when you're consistent. And when we're not, we look like absolute dog water, like game three, game six. It, you know, at home, we have not played very well this postseason. So it just comes down to, can we be consistent for four quarters, you know, in at least four games this series? And if we do, I think we can come out victorious. Um, yep. But what I want to I hear, Sean, what do you think about this whole, the question you just kind of proposed? Uh, uh, is it more for us? I think, I think, I think. I think Curry has more to win because I do think it would kind of, it'd be kind of hard to rule him out of the top 10 or like he'd definitely be in that conversation or right. I feel like now he is in that conversation, but people still want to discredit him. And that's part of being a player and still playing. Like people want to discredit you as long as you're playing. But I think Tatum has more to lose because like Daniel was saying, like if they lose, <laughs> This year, when it's wide open and they really do have the best team, it's not looking great. You know what I mean? Like, there is a lot of pressure to, for them to win. Um, and Tatum would be, like, one of the only players at 24 to win a finals yeah. MVP if he does it. You know what I mean? It would matter. So that'd, be su- that'd be such a W for him. Yep. Yeah. Plus, just the optics for the rest of his career. <laughs> be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I also heard... Um, some people say Andrew Wiggins. I don't know if that's a joke. Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo, come on. <laughs> no, that, come that on. Just, that's dumb. Like, no, it, it's all about the stars, man. It's all about the stars. Even for someone like Brown, I think his legacy would, I don't know, it would like double or triple. You know what I mean? If he win, if they guys, you guys win this ring. Even someone like Marcus Smart, uh, Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays you know really mean? well against Golden State, but there's no one I love. I love to hate and hate the love. No, I, I love to hate at times, but I'm like, oh my god, he's so good at other times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think maybe the Celtics' like overall team, they have more to gain. You know what I mean? Like the role players, I think they'd be really beloved if they won. Or as for the Warriors, I think if they won, it'd just be mostly about Steph, Clay, yeah. and Draymond. Yeah. yeah, or Draymond will make it about himself, but everyone else will be. Yeah, exactly, about exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah, um, no, that's a really good question because for me, being in Boston, it, it, me and my friends, it, it, this whole postseason, it's been you are the best team when you play up to your, you know, w- when you play down to your competition, it's hard to watch. But when you play like we know you can, like, 
you think about three of those four wins against Miami and two of those four wins against Milwaukee were just absolute blowouts. Like they were never, you know, Milwaukee and, and Miami were never in the game. There was, it was never a doubt who's going to win that game. Um, but yeah, but for now, the quickly finals prediction really quick, if you don't, uh, just really quick, Kelvin, and then I know you got to hop off. All right. Yep. Yeah. So like I said, if, if Tatum's and the Celtics can be consistent and he's the best player, I, I really can. There's a world, bro, where Boston wins in five. Bro, just pick one world. You only get one world. We got, one we got prediction. We got <laughs> one prediction, one world. One opportunity. Shit. To seize the moment. Exactly. Yeah, man. I'm going to go Warriors in seven. All right. All right. All right. Good stuff. All right. Wait, I'm, I'm going to stay for one second. I want to hear what you guys say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll talk about why in a second after you leave, but mm-hmm. give me Celtics in six. Nice. Ooh. Okay. I have refused to pick every series. I'll <laughs> do it for the fun of I'll do it for the fun of this. Oh, so when they won game seven, I'll do this really quick. When they won game yep. seven, I was like, one of my friends who's not a Celtics fan was like, yeah, Warriors are going to win the series. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And then I woke up yesterday morning and I woke up this morning and I was like, no, no. You know what? No, we're good. We're good. We're going to win this series. I'm gonna Talk your shit. There you go. Yes, like, sir. I think, I think we can do it. I don't think this – this isn't 2018 Golden State, you know? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. This, yeah, this team nope. – This is really the Walmart version. <laughs> this is – but, you know, they're very good, but they are beatable. They are definitely beatable. Yep, yep. And remember, they're, they're not – this year, the team is not as – you can talk about the individuals. The team is not as battle-tested as the Celtics this year. Right? Exactly. So, They've had a cake walk. That's an edge. That's an edge. All right, Wait. y'all. Well, I have to disappear like Casper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I go All right, blue. Flop. Flop, flop. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay, wait. So okay. go ahead. Give me give me some uh, expert analysis here. All right. All right. <clears throat> so I actually think this Celtics team is the perfect – well, the style of play is perfect to like stop what the Warriors are doing. You know, what the Warriors are doing is motion offense. I got the stat here. In the past five seasons, Boston has allowed the fewest points um, per direct chance when defending off-ball actions, according to second spectrum. Mm. Um, And I switched the most ball screens in the regular season per 100 possessions, right? So like Celtics management, listen up. Like you made Udoka, like if you want to be, if you want to get a ring in your first year, listen up, right? Like, I went back, I watched some of the Rockets, Warriors, uh, you know, those games in like 2018. I don't think people realize how much the Rockets switching defense disrupted the entire flow of the Warriors offense. Like they left lost, yes. they left uncomfortable. They were turning the ball over a lot. They always turn the ball over a lot, just kind of a product of them passing the ball around. But like they would not even score 100 points in some games. Like, Steph Curry did not look like Steph Curry. Klay Thompson did not look like Klay Thompson. Draymond looked like Tragic Bronson instead of Magic Johnson at the power forward position, you know what I mean? And it's because the Rockets pressured the ball, and they switched everything. Like, I hope, I just hope you guys do not change anything about your strategy, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. for me, one of the biggest reasons I think the Warriors are so successful is because people live Draymond wide open. And they don't really yeah. have the personnel to switch. You know what I mean? Like, if you're Jokic, like, what are you yeah. going to do? But 
Um, like if you're Al Horford, don't don't sag off of them. Like don't make it a two on one on off ball screens. Don't or on off screens. Just uh, pressure him. Like if they if Draymond gets in the post, you know he's passing. Pressure him. Like make him be uncomfortable. In that series, he looked lost because mm-hmm. he was finally pressured on the ball all the time. There was someone always guarding him. He couldn't make passes as easily. He threw the ball away. All the Rockets did was deflect every single pass because they pressured the ball. Like, we're all Horford. Do not sag off of Draymond. Just play off on him. And if you have to switch on the Steph, switch on the Steph. Like, the Rockets switched on the Steph with whoever. They switched on the Steph with James Harden. You know what? It worked. It worked. It was fine. Steph was contained until Chris Paul got hurt because, mm-hmm. like, they made him uncomfortable. They just funneled all of his shots to the rim. And you know what? If you guys do that, obviously, you know, Rob Williams is a big key to the series. If he was healthy and you guys just did that, I think you guys would win in five because, um, like, that's just so effective. You get him off the three-point line and then you get him into a great shot blocker. And the Rockets were playing with P.J. Tucker at center for most of the time. And yeah. even funneling him into the rim was still working for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Warriors yeah. get so comfortable in their actions and they make everyone else look bad because it's so free-flowing and people are just afraid to play physical on them. They're afraid to give up an open three. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they make mistakes because they let the Warriors, like, run their action smoothly and let them get into their stuff. Whereas, if you guys want to win, you need to pressure the ball and make them uncomfortable. I feel like if you guys do that, you have the personnel. You have all these defenders. You have Tatum. You have Brown. You have Smart. You have Horford. Um, like, you guys have been the Warriors in the regular season in numerous different seasons. You guys could do it. I really believe in this team, but yeah. you know that's what makes me so excited for the series. I feel like the clash of style is going to be so interesting, and what Steve Kerr is, you know, going to counter with. But yeah, mm. a good point. Yeah, I was I was just thinking of this. I forgot to mention it, but yeah, the the the, the Warriors haven't had a tougher matchup. They haven't had as tough of a matchup since that series against the Rockets, at least defensively, or like you know the Warriors on offense because of the switches, like you said, the Celtics like switch a lot and they could defend one through five pretty much everyone everyone on the roster except Pritchard is a really good defender for the yeah, exactly. um Derek White off the bench Grant Williams of course Robert Williams is amazing around the rim uh, with all the blocks that he gets but yeah we like you like you said definitely need ball pressure um like basically just do what Miami was doing to you guys you know what I mean yeah, Miami was very physical. It was actually a lot. Like, like it, was it looked like Tatum and Brown yeah. couldn't even dribble very the ball at times. Yeah, fucking Brown lost the ball so many times off the dribble. Yeah. Oladipo was pickpocketing him, like, every time. Exactly. And, you know, honestly, like, if you do that to Clay, like, it is kind of – it's a lot harder for him to get a shot off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, um, question. Um, as far as the Warriors, also a great defensive team, but, you know, Steph Curry's – he gets – he gets a lot of crap for his for his defense. Do you think the Celtics are going to try to like? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, get Tatum on Curry or something like that. I think you have to. I think the thing is though, the Warriors are a lot more beatable on defense one on one than you guys. Yes, like well, and that I think plays into our strengths as as an offense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, like teams get so scared of having a center on Steph Curry one on one. They're so afraid of it that they will double team the ball and just yeah. give up a four on three every time. Like, just don't do that. Please don't do that. Like, honestly, I would rather have Rob Williams or Al Horford come up and meet stuff at the three point line and be like, you know what? Like, let me guard you a few possessions. I think I could do it. I mean, you're not going to, you know, drop 30 
and hit six threes in a, a row on me like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, going back to your question about the Celtics offense, I feel like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, so you have Clay, who's not really, he's he's not what he once was on defense. You, if you have yeah, Brown on him, Brown just go past them every time. It's not like he's yeah. going you know, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, um, and losing the ball. Like, he shouldn't be turning the ball over that much. He should just be getting past Clay and scoring points. And then for Tatum, if you get, I think if you get Curry matched up on him, just yeah. take him into the post. Um, you know what I mean? Just take yeah, him in the yeah, post yeah. and play one-on-one because then it's a lot harder to double. And then if you double, someone will cut. And the Celtics are great at cutting off the ball. You know, they've been moving uh, the ball a lot recently. True. I think it's been really fun to watch. Especially Tatum. Yeah. He's been, you know, really good at passing the ball lately. Yeah, that's – I mean, that to me, more than anything, maybe the defense the most, but that has probably been the catalyst for the Celtics. I mean, obviously, there's stuff inside the locker room that probably got a lot better, but Tatum's passing ability, averaging, you know, six-plus assists – a game has been one of the catalysts for the Celtics. Um, but as far as matchups go, I'm trying to think. Is it going to go straight 1-5? Is it going to go Looney and Williams, Horford and Green, Wiggins and Tatum, Brown and Thompson and Curry and Smart? Or is it – what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. was thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, I think probably. So. I think so. But the thing is, like, in crunch oh. time, are they going to play Looney? Or they're going to probably going to Draymond at the five, right, and put him. Yes, in crunch time. Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm just talking about. So now you have another time. guy yes. to pick on in pool, and you still have the That's size true. advantage if you keep in. Oh, even if you, I mean, even if you keep in Horford, I, as long as Horford's I, at the five. No, five. Horford's going to be in the crunch time lineup. I believe Robert Williams will not. They'll probably put in Derek White or Grant Williams. The, they're also going to go. Yeah. So depending on who's playing better. Oh man, just looking good. It's just looking good. Like I don't know. I like it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Like the thing with the back in the Rockets days was like, you when we had to play small against them, we had PJ Tucker at the five. So like every rebound was kind of shaky. It was pretty. It was pretty scrappy. You know what I mean? But if you have Horford at the five, and even if you have Grant Williams in right at the four, like you guys have the size advantage, and you have the athleticism advantage. Like you have. Speed and size there in a match. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I just really like this matchup. Yeah, on, on paper it looks really good, and then at the end of the day, Golden State might win this in four. <laughs> yeah, you never know they, what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, then, then Curry goes off for forty and hits like ten threes. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But I don't know. Really what excited. The, really excited. I just want to ask one more thing though. Like, what are the vibes? All right, so like you know how during the Super Bowl run, I, I told you yeah. after the conference championship game. The way Matt Stafford was talking was like he knew he was going to be a Super Bowl champion. You know, the vibes were amazing. Yeah. Like, it was like some Nick Foles vibes. Like when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl that year, even before they yeah. played, Forget about I was it. so hopeful because, like, yeah, like it, the, the, it just seemed like everything within yeah. the team, everything that I was hearing, it just seemed like yeah, there were some could... other factors going on. The sports gods were shining on them. Does it you feel like that for the Celtics Jackson, right now? Though. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it feel like that? For the Celtics, um, right? I mean, so I think they celebrated pretty hard that night in Miami, and then I think things got back to business. But what I like about Udoka is that he's very, he's very, you know, comes from the Popovich coaching tree, very business oriented. Um, not gonna give too much to the media, but he's still pretty good with the media, honestly. Um, I mean, I can't say, you know, since I'm back from college, obviously, like my social circle has, you know. So I don't talk to as many people around here, but for my friends, like they seem to be still somewhat pessimistic, but like 
happy we got here, but like not certain that we're gonna win. I don't I don't think so either. But you're talking more about like the team itself. Um, like, does there feel like there's something special about this year? Well, I in 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 well, uh, yes, in the sense that they started so you know so poor, and then everything's kind of. I mean, I saw this in your document, so I'm not taking yours. It's kind of magical in the way that they turned around so quickly, and we'll we'll get to this in a minute. We'll wrap up with that with the Jimmy Butler shot. Like I, I was, I was certain that thing was going in. Right, mm-hmm. ball goes in. We get one last possession. We probably turn it over and miss it. And Miami's going to the championship to play Golden State. We're talking about something totally different. But I mean, it, I don't want to say yes because if we lose, it's like it, wow, it looks like such an a hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I will say the whole um the fact that we played so bad in the beginning of the year like when we first played golden state we were 14 and 14 so that tells you everything you need to know since from 14 to 14 all the way to the finals so i'm excited mm-hmm. i know you're excited we're ready to go yeah. love it yeah love it love it i think we so we'll, we'll get it's a little late but it's still fun to talk about so game seven of course jimmy baller with the heat down two they were an 11-0 run, like 20 seconds to go. Going down, down the court. He's got, got good numbers, um, and he pulls up for three to take the lead. And I think we disagree on this. This will still make for like a good five, ten minute at most um, segment. But um, do what do we think about the Jimmy Butler shot? I've heard fine shot, or I'll just let you. I know, or or what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I think. It was a good shot. It was a, I think it was a good shot. I think, all right, like we know Jimmy Butler's not the best three-point shooter, but he did hit the same shot right before halftime. He was balling out. He was on fire. He was probably tired and yeah, wanted to yeah, just yeah. win the game. Um, some people were saying, you know, was he thinking about the Kawhi shot uh, yeah. that beat him years ago? It's like, all right, in the moment, I don't think he was thinking about that at all. I don't think he was thinking about <laughs> that much of the yeah, moment. that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, but I yes, I, was yeah. playing sports and saw that the three point line was open and started to feel a little bit gassed up about himself. I was like, "All right, I'm the man. Let me take this shot." Um, here's the thing: I think people also disagree on this because they think it's going to be a guaranteed two points if he goes in against Al Horford. I don't think that would have been a guaranteed foul or a guaranteed and one. I think. I don't know. It was like it was like sixty five thirty five. Whether he was going to score there if he went in for two, um, and then let's say like Alfred defends it well, does he kick out to Max Struess? Like I would not be passing the ball if I was him. Oh, you know what I mean? So I think a get... nail shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. he missed all game and they hit that insane shot to make the game close. But if I'm Butler, I'm taking that. You know, I'm taking the shot and my shots are wide open from three. I think when you consider all the factors of, like, he was tired, they really were trying to steal the game. They weren't the better team. Mm. Um, and he was on fire, even though he's not really a great shooter. Uh, I think it was fine. I think it was fine. Uh, so, okay, so there's a few good points that you – well, you made a few, uh, one, one of them, but there's a few, like, things that I think that, like, were not bad. Like it wasn't a. There's a few reasons why it wasn't a bad shot. And then I just looked at it from a completely different perspective. And I was like, oh my god, like that. That was terrible. 
to your credit, right, Miami, not the better team if you take that shot and it goes in. It, it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't like Oladipo taking that three pointer at the end of the third quarter to try to get the two for one or whatever, whatever, oh, whatever that was. Like, oh man, Oladipo, <laughs> God, it was right on the How line. Was playing? It was a pull up three, but then of course the negatives are, yeah, he's a he's a he's a twenty nine percent three point shooter. And then for me, the reason I thought it was bad is because if you look at the play, Al Horford is backpedaling. And Al and Jimmy Butler coming with a full head of steam and Al Horford backpedaling. I guarantee you Butler gets to the hoop first. I guarantee it. Now, would Horford be able to recover? Maybe. And it would have been a contested shot or he would have kicked it out. And we'll never know what, what happened from there. We'll never, we'll just never know. But Jimmy Butler attacking the hoop this series was almost unstoppable. He either gets the foul or he makes the basket. He made some of the toughest layups I've, I've ever seen, you know, in a, in a series. And so for that reason, I just think that, like, you guarantee yourself life. Whereas that shot is just like, a, a, if you make it, you're the hero. If you miss, like, your season's over. You, you, you're, you basically let it go down to one shot. Um, so I was like, that's the, right away, horrible shot. After the game, I thought about it. You know, it was okay. You know, they weren't the better team. Um, you know, they, they could have stolen it. And then I went right back to it. But he was backpedaling. He could have easily went by. Um, so I thought it was not a, not a good shot, um, but you can't like you can't discredit him for how good he played this series, especially in the, well in the last two games. In the last two games, right. he was pretty bad in games two through four, but game one, six, and seven, he was he was one, the best player in the series. Yeah, he was amazing. Here's the thing, though, even I can probably agree that going in for a layup would definitely have been the better option, but it doesn't make the shot. A terrible one you know what i mean also like he left time on the clock they could have the Celtics yeah. could have easily missed the free throw but marcus smart actually no, was a smart hero yeah he yeah. two free throws which is insane we've seen a bunch of even stars choke that free throw we've seen lebron yeah, miss a free throw in that spot a million times so i don't know it, it was okay it was okay yeah I, I mean i see what you mean like you make it and we get like a shot. We still have a shot, but you're in, you know, you have the upper hand, you're in the lead. But if you miss, there's still a chance. But I just like, I think like, I don't like to put the game in the other team's hands. I want to have it, I want to at least give myself a shot to continue the game. So, of course, you know, if you, yeah, if you miss, was... the, if you miss the layup, it's like you miss a layup. You know what I mean? Like you had that easy shot in basketball. If you miss it, it's like, darn if I did, you know, darn if I don't, whatever the saying is. But, Mm-hmm. It, it, but you know, that didn't make his shot right. It's a bad shot based on the alternative that could have happened, mm-hmm. not a bad shot in general. Right. So yeah, you have to clarify that. Right. It was a pull up three. I mean, it wasn't a terrible shot. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I also feel like people make too much of it when they say, "Oh, but you would have had the lead." Like, if you, it, even if, let's say he makes it, even if he had the lead. Well, one point that would have not changed. Top. That would have not changed anything. You know what I mean? Like you guys could have scored a two, a three. It didn't matter. Like I don't think yeah, one point the, the extra up. pressure of being down by one would have changed any your offense. I was, I was, I was really shocked. I'll say that. Like for someone who's not great at shooting threes, um, what was he? 
You, you expected him to get an and one, right? Like yeah, every exactly. other fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and one Al Horford. Is, uh, what, what, you know, what am I going to do? Um, but he was one for four in game seven. He was great in game six from three. So that's probably why he shot it. Also, also like, he wasn't really getting any help. I mean, Bam Adebayo had 25. Oh, yeah, no he was help. good. But <laughs> no other, help. other than that, he had absolutely no help. Well, but I, I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, he had no help. Like, over time, would have something would have crushed. But the Celtics, the Heat were on an 11-0 run. They had all the momentum, right? You make that layup, and if you're Boston, you're, you just you just have thir- let's just pretend that it goes to overtime. He makes the layup, it goes to overtime. Of course, we're playing devil's advocate here, but it's like you're Boston. You're like, wow, we just let a 13 point lead slip. Like they have all the momentum right now, and that yeah. might have been and that might have been enough to carry them to a win in overtime. But then, you know, like we're like we're saying, he got zero help in Game Seven. It was bam. <laughs> Had 25, Butler had 35, and then Lowry, I think, had like 15, and then no one else was in double figures. Like everybody else, Oladipo was one of seven from three, Struis was two of seven from three. Um, yeah, they only had six guys, no, seven guys, no, six guys score a basket. PJ Tucker did not have any points. <laughs> only six. So they had Butler, Adebayo, Lowry, Struis, uh, Vincent had four points, and then Oladipo. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yep. I will not miss Miami fans saying that their team is underrated and not talked about enough when they just, they're there every year, but you know, they're not really there. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they no, got they're unlucky. Always very good. They got unlucky, but yeah, man, until you, until you show me something more, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick you guys. <laughs> Even if you're yeah, not one seed. I mean, also, if Tyra Hero stays healthy, you never know. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. They got they got really unlucky. They needed a few things to go right, and they got everything that just went wrong. Like Duncan Robinson couldn't play. Like yeah, well, he, Lowry yeah, was no, hurt. Tyra Hero like, was here. It's not like Duncan Robinson couldn't play. He just they just chose not to play. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, oh man, that contract is so bad. Oh, that's so another day. It's, that's another it's day. so bad because as a as a as a GM in an organization, how do you not know that man? This guy can't play a lick of defense, and defense really matters down the stretch in the game. <laughs> we can't put him in the game. He can't play defense. Or how do you not know? I don't want to rag him too much. We're about to end the show, but like, how do you not know? Hey, like we're great at developing G League talent. We're great at developing finding talent from we'll the most obscure one. places, like. We have this guy Max Truce coming up, and he could be just as good or better. Like, how yeah. do you not think? Like, well, <sighs> what, hap- what happens when a team goes to the championship and they have this great run? Is they say like, "Oh, let's run it back. Let's run it back." Like, we have all the pieces we need. Let's, and they don't necessarily think about like, "Oh, like what's going to be the best for our team in the future?" Instead of what is is right now. Oh, they also. Duncan Robinson played okay this series. He was fine. Yeah, was I didn't think terrible. he was like. I didn't think he was unplayable. I think they could have given oh, him more of a shot. Not at all. Um, but a lot of. I mean, they did take a risk. Like a lot of it hinged on Kyle Lowry's health. He seems. I mean that that it was a gamble and it didn't yeah. pay off. But that doesn't mean like. I think it was still a good move for them to try. It just it, you know it didn't work out. Kyle Lowry's old. He's fat. He's washed. Like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's still a saying. master of the flop. I actually like had to give him a big like a big kudos for for how, how he was able to flop. That was like Marcus Smart level floppery. That was I was kind of impressive. 
just like there's just something ballerina like about a fat short point guard being yes. able to flop like that oh yeah oh yeah also low-key mvp scott foster i think we we were undefeated i could be wrong but we we won game seven with him as the referee he's supposed to be the series extender and you know, he can't extend a series anymore than, than that but and Celtics fans, we have an interesting relationship with Scott Foster because, like, in the in the in the Milwaukee series, he like kind of rides Giannis, but he also yeah. we were down three two, so it was like he loved it. He's a you know the massive what's it called? He's like the extender or whatever they call him, but he also loves Giannis. So I know I'm really confused by how he's gonna ref this series because he's really on, he was always on the Warriors meet, but he seems like he's also on your guys as me. So like. Who's the who's who, who who you know who whose camp is he for in this one? It's it's yeah. not as clear as it usually is. Yeah, so tonight it's gonna be Mark Davis, John Gobble, and James Williams. Let's see, did oh, they do God, game six? Because if so, they suck. Uh, did they do game six? No, I didn't. Okay, it's not the game six refs. Okay, we're oh, it's game five. Game five ref. Yes. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we won both games. The series ref by Scott Foster. So good stuff, Scott. All right, that was pretty good. We got um finals preview and talk about Jimmy Butler's shot, but we'll get a pod in next week, mid series, see how the series yeah, is. Yeah, probably after probably after game two, I wanna say. Okay. Because this yeah. series could be two oh either side or one one, like Yeah, it doesn't really matter after two games, I don't think. Yeah. It's just who has the momentum, what do we see going forward? And then we'll get one if it's two two, maybe we'll get one before game five. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when the series ends, we'll have uh, you know, analysis and coverage of that. But otherwise, uh, that's about it, right? Yeah. What do you think, Celtics in seven? I, I'm gonna manifest it. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Just we'll like try. my dream we'll the other day. Oh, goodness. where I dreamt that Rasheed Wallace made the game winning <laughs> stop for me while I was on the Celtics. Let's go. <laughs> chip, 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 chip. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, all right. Well, we hope that is the case. If she walks, maybe he comes out of retirement, hits a big shot, you never know. But hey, the last time the Celtics were in the finals, Rasheed Wallace was on the team, so. Let's go. He made a big three in game seven, and then Ron Artest decided to hit a three out of nowhere. Um, but all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go. And, um, but thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can catch out our last pod. That'll be out. We'll try to promote this one pretty well. And, um, Otherwise, enjoy the finals and have a nice rest of your day. Peace.